COVID-19 numbers continue to rise, hitting all-time highs. Is value better than growth? And an e-commerce name that could be a buy. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The markets are green today, November 11th, and they are moving higher. And surprisingly, yes, surprisingly, the NASDAQ Composite Index is moving far above the Dow Jones and S&P 500. And this is all related to this value and growth rotation um, going on here. In the beginning of the week and last week, due to vaccine news, we saw, and mostly the beginning of this week, we saw this rotation out of growth into value, very strong. We saw a lot of value names such as Boeing and Honeywell and Disney moving very high on this vaccine news, a huge rotation in the value names. And we saw technology selling off now towards the back end of this week as the market starts to realize that the vaccine is not everything. Is you know, it's yes, you can see light at the end of the tunnel, but we're not even close to the end of the tunnel yet. Um, the market is now finally starting to realize that. Currently, the Dow Jones is up only 67 points. The NASDAQ is up 210 points and the S&P 500 up 30 points. All the while, the Russell 2K index is down six points and the VIX is also moving down uh, once again, now down to 23. And that is very promising. Um, volatility is now continuing to go back down after a huge run up there last month. But in all cases, we have to focus on, once again, just like I swear every episode, COVID-19, because that continues to run this market. COVID-19 numbers in the United States now hitting 10.26 million cases. Um, The rate at which we're adding cases per day in the United States, topping 120,000 now. Very, very um, scary. You know. The market is now starting to fear, I believe, and I believe this this is why the NASDAQ's up, more lockdowns. You have doctors coming on national television and saying we need the lockdown again. Um, Dr. Fauci saying lockdowns might be the only way to stop this. Um, countries over in Europe starting to lock back down. And, you know, this is really the the case that we I laid out at the beginning of this week um, when the vaccine news was out. I was like, this is great news. This is amazing. We have a vaccine. You know, it's going to do great. But... And, you know, that's a long ways out. There's some factors with it that I don't believe um, many people will be able to look past. And at the end of the day, while we do have a vaccine, we still have a huge amount of time before that's mass in mass available to the public. And we have so many other companies still in phase three trials yet to release. So we really don't know what we have yet, but we do know we have one great vaccine that could be out by mid-2021 to the masses of the United States, but I somewhat doubt it given the timelines we have been running on. Now, that shifts us directly into this value over growth argument. Is value better than growth? And as of right now, I believe that you want to be growth heavy still. I believe that you still want to have a lot of those tech names that can continue to grow, whether we have COVID-19 or not, throughout the next year. Now, I'm not dissing value. The value play is an excellent play. Don't get me wrong. You always want a diversified portfolio, but I don't want you willy-nilly going in and just buying random names because they've shot up on this vaccine news. I really don't want you to do that. For instance, if you want to get in the value, some of my favorite names, 
in this Valley rotation that have been just nailing it. Some of my favorite names that, you know, are moving higher because of this vaccine news are Boeing, Walmart, TGX, Goldman Sachs, Honeywell, GE, Disney, um, any of the travel names. So think like Inexpedia, um, a Hilton or the airlines. Now airlines is very, very hard for me. I'm not a huge fan of airlines. In fact, I recommend you stay away from airlines, but if you desperately want a long-term airline play, because airlines, I believe the only way you can play them right now is long-term. It's the only way you can play them is the throughout this whole entire recovery. Airlines are destined to move a little higher than what they are, but they have just gotten a huge spike in recent days and they're tough. And nearly every single one has added a gigantic amount of debt. And for me, that raises many questions as to whether most of these companies, most of these airlines can even even maintain um, business throughout the rest of the year. And that all comes down to, are we going to get a stimulus? And once again, stimulus is up in the air. So we have all these factors working in the market, but we should be diversified because we do have vaccines coming through and this is very good. And eventually, probably by the end of 2021, this nation is going to be pretty close to fully reopened, if not opened all the way. That is my guess. That's my personal guess. But in any case, you want to have some value there. You want to have some banks in there. You want to have some good, strong names that are going to benefit from the reopening. So I want you, if you you know, if you know, don't have Boeing, I want you to go buy Boeing right now at 180. I do have it in a portfolio I manage. I picked it up and I was recommending it a little on my Twitter right around the $150 range, but I wasn't super, super confident on it. Um, really, it was on the basis that, you know, Eventually, the max eight is going to be reinstated in the U.S. Um, it already pretty much has been in the EU, and that was a major catalyst for the stock. Also, a vaccine was going to be huge news for Boeing because if we get a vaccine, eventually now we have a much better timeline as to when people can fly again. And if people can fly again, the airlines are going to want planes again. They're going to start seeing increased demand. Boeing is, and um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just going to be good for Boeing in the long run. So. Boeing right now isn't, it's actually down. It's gone up huge at the beginning of this week, moving from like one, I believe like 150 range all the way up to 180 range. So excellent um, moves here. Yeah, Boeing is currently trading at 183. It's down five points today. I mean, I'd go buy some down five points today, but just in the past month, um, let's take a look. So on the 6th, Boeing was $157 per share in Today, on the 11th, Boeing is 183 bucks a share, um, but it is down five, and I believe you can still buy Boeing because, you know, you look at the charts here. So, I mean, you look at the six-month. This thing has been down and trending down for so long. It looks to have possibly broken um, or is in the midst of breaking its downtrend. Who knows? It seems to be forming a bottom, and I believe it will, and with a future catalyst of a max eight and a continued recovery out of COVID-19, Boeing could be an excellent pickup. Walmart. TJX, two retail names. I really like Walmart way more than TJX, but TJX has run a bit. So if TJX pulls back throughout the end of this week, say it pulls back a few bucks, it pulls back to 55, it's currently trading at 60. You know, I like TJX long term. I think TJX will do really well throughout this recovery. But at the same time, I think Walmart is much better. I think um, Walmart is positioned well. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that these shoppers who used to shop at malls, the malls are going out, they're just going to shop more at Walmart or going to shop more at Myers. And I somewhat agree. Um, I agree that, you know, Walmart is bringing in much more goods. They're online um, base, their website, their online retail is doing much better. Um, they're kind of competing with Amazon directly almost. And, you know, 
I really like that. So I think Walmart is good. I think it's an excellent play. And I also believe that stock is likely. Oh, wow. So it's actually green today going against the trend. Um, this thing has been actually doing well all week, pretty much. Yeah, 148.44, up 2% today. Excellent name, Walmart. Um, I think you can pick it up here, definitely, for the long term. And these are all longer term plays because I think these this value rotation, if you're getting in the value now, I think you have to play it out a few months because you're going to be looking not for the quick hit in value, but for the long term swing up, the long term gain while this economy recovers. But we have this winter to get through and due to the COVID-19, doctors are saying this is going to be the worst part of the pandemic that we have seen this winter and therefore i think tech stocks and the stay-at-home names have quite a bit more room to run in my opinion but you do want value in there for every time we get vaccine news from another company with another good vaccine it's going to happen you know tech's going to go down and value is going to go up and this rotation is going to be kick-started and then a few days later we're going to go back to where we're at right now so I want you to have some value names in there and the round out this little nibble on uh value I really like Goldman Sachs. I think it's probably one of the best banks to hold um, out of all the banks. Um, Goldman Sachs, what I really like about Goldman Sachs is even throughout the pandemic, they have managed to do well, um, mostly because they can capitalize on the market's volatility. And I don't think the market's volatility is going anywhere, really. I don't think the market's volatility is going anywhere for quite a while, especially given the winter it seems we have ahead of us in this presidential election. Um, you know, President Trump is still contesting results. Whether he's right or not, he is still contesting it. Georgia is recounting. Um, so that is something to pay attention to. Also, Honeywell and GE will are direct beneficiaries if Boeing does well um, because they get so much business from Boeing. So I really like Honeywell and GE. And finally, Disney and travel and the airlines, which we talked about. But Disney, it's almost like we went from having a need to, you know, get rid of Disney. We're like, okay, they're not going to have theme parks um, for a while. I really don't like Disney. The only thing they really have going for it is Disney+. Plus. You know, it felt like that was all they had going for them for a while. And we get this vaccine news and now it's like, you have to own Disney. That's, that's the whole, that's the whole talk on the street, I guess. Um, you know, I like Disney. The issue is it has run just so extremely far on this vaccine news. I mean, literally just before the vaccine news, this thing was trading at 120. I mean, look, I take a look at this on the third, it was trading at 124. Now it's trading at 138. So I think Disney needs to cool off a little more before you think of picking it up. But I still like Disney long term. Um, so moving in, I noted it an e-commerce name in the intro, um, an e-commerce name that actually someone asked about on Twitter, and I figured I'd throw it in to the podcast today. So Etsy, yes, that's right, Etsy, that which has had a massive run this year. I mean, huge. Um, it topped out at 154 not too long ago. And it's been caught up in this pullback with tech, obviously. Etsy is one of those names that was pretty much a big beneficiary of COVID-19. And COVID-19 really pushed a lot of people towards the Etsy platform, um, you know, to make a few extra bucks because you can sell stuff on Etsy. You can make it and sell it and ship it. And that's excellent. That's an excellent platform throughout COVID-19. But you can also find a bunch of great stuff to purchase on Etsy. And so a breakdown on Etsy just dropped on runningwithmoney.com. Um, and I believe you can go long-term on Etsy. I really do. I'm um, looking at the numbers, looking at the growth. I think Etsy long-term will continue to grow. I think with this digital e-commerce boom that we are seeing in the United States, I think Etsy is an excellent name and I'm just going to run through some of the stuff I am very impressed with. So they just reported Q3 results not too long ago. Um, and they noted that 
there was 69.6 million active buyers and 3.7 million active sellers as of September 30th. And they saw a 14.8 million user influx of new buyers and reactivated buyers on Etsy's platform. Now, what that created was honestly huge growth across the board for the Q3 earnings themselves. EPS beat with an EPS of 70 cents. That's up 483.33%. That's just EPS. Um, gross merchandise sales. Those also, well, this is excluding mask because mask make up 11% of gross merchandise sales. But gross merchandise sales, excluding mask for the marketplace, is now worth $2.2 billion as of Q3. That's up 93%. So it, all of that created total revenues of 451 $0.5 million, up 128.1%. Gross profit of $331.3 million, up 156.8%. Gross margin came in at 73.4%. Income from operations came in at $118.2 million. That's up 730%. 730%. Are you kidding me? Not only that, but net income totaled $91.8 million, and they also saw an increase in operating expenses, in a large increase, surprisingly, of 85.7%, and management noted that was due to marketing investments, which I do not mind. Marketing is one of the most important things, especially with the digital e-commerce space, um, so investments into their marketing, investments into their future, I really like. When it comes to the Q4 guidance, they also hit a home run. Um, they expect gross merchandise sales of, and this is year over year growth of 65 to 85% growth. And that represents a value of 2.7 billion to 3.1 billion crazy numbers and revenues of 459 million to 513 million. And in essence, that is 70 to 90% growth year over year. So their guidance, excellent. I mean, and this is one of those companies that I've been talking about Look at these numbers, 119%, 128%, 156%, 730% growth. Um, And they're seeing just growth across their segments. They're seeing growth on their user-based side of things. It is just extreme growth. Um, It really, you know, after this most recent pullback on Etsy, this month, the stock has just pulled back hard, going all the way from its high down to 130.15 dollars per share. So I really like Etsy. It is extremely volatile. Um, it has killed it this year, just going nuts. Um, so you know you might want to wait, but at the same time, the stock has pulled back. It's pulled back. I mean, 153 to 130. That's 22 points, 20, 23 points right in there. Um, so that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, it, you know, it's fallen back quite a bit. It's up today, 10%. So I might hold back on buying it today. Maybe if we get another one of these rotation days where the market sells off, Etsy will probably get hit hard again if that happens and, you know, buy it on rotation, um, buy it on rotation. So long-term your position well, and the stock will continue to store. Um, when taking a look at the balance sheet of Etsy, the total debt is currently $1.110 billion. Now the debt has been increasing and I'm not a big fan of that, but at the same time, I understand that they have to scale at such a quick level due to COVID-19 that it it's not extremely worrying, especially giving the rest of the balance sheet. Um, total liabilities, and this is all as of Q3, total liabilities are $1.548 billion, total assets $2.215 billion, and cash and short-term investments of $1.525 
billion dollars so their balance sheet is really quite good their balance sheet is quite positive they have more assets and cash than liabilities and debt which i absolutely love so the balance sheet's not worrying to me it's quite a solid balance sheet but the improvements on debt i would like to see um, when it comes to valuation due to this extremely fast growth their valuation has literally skyrocketed um, a price to earnings around 79, a price to sales around 12 times, a price to book around 24 times, and a price to cash flow around 39 times. So I really don't like how expensive Etsy is. And that's why I say, you know, don't buy it up 10 points today. If it falls back to, say, the 120 range, um, you can start nibbling on this thing long term. I think you could start nibbling on it today long term. But, I, you know, it's likely to pull back because we're likely to get more vaccine news. So if this thing pulls back again, and the chance that it does, Start nibbling on it, open up a position, um, and that's pretty much what I said in the breakdown. Um, in the breakdown, I said, you know, you're going to see short-term volatility. You're going to see mid-term volatility as well just due to this consistent off-and-on rotation, um, but I really like it long, and you can start the nibble here. So moving in to the analyst in the big money, what are they thinking? Um, well, the big money is quite bullish. 84.21% of Etsy is owned by institutions. Top holders include the Vanguard Group, BlackRock Institutional Trust, and Wellington Management Capital. Um, I mean company. So I really like the institutional ownership in this name. I typically try to target names with over 80% institutional ownership. When it hits 90, 95%, I start to get, you know, really, really happy. I really like that. But um, you know, 84% is quite solid. That tells me that the big money is bullish um, long term. And I like that. Analyst research. And, you know, when I say institutional ownership, I like it over 80%. What I say is, you know, that's just a level I determine that I like. Um, if the institutions are in it, it's likely a solid name. Not, not all the time. And that's, you know, when analyzing a stock, you kind of have to take everything in. You got to take the technicals and the fundamentals and who owns the stock. And you got to put that all together as a common consensus and figure out, is this positive? Is this negative? Um, overall, is this stock positive or does it have a lot of negatives? Um, and Etsy just has a lot of positives and a lot of things going for it. And when it comes to the analyst, you also got to take them in the so-called geniuses of the street. Um, the high price target is currently 170 bucks a share. Um, that represents 31% growth. The mean price targets 156 bucks a share. That's 21% growth. So growth on the growth side, based on the analyst, you know the analysts are quite bullish. Now some guy, some analyst must have a low price target around 74 because that's the low price target. Um, negative 42% um, loss. That is what they're implying. I disagree with that. I don't think Etsy falls that far. That's darn near what it started at the beginning of the year, and I don't see it giving up that much gains. Um, at the end of the day, I really, really like the bullishness of Etsy. I think the name can continue to move higher in the long term. I think it's a long term winner, especially given COVID-19 and we're still going to go through this winter. So they're likely going to see an excellent Q4 and the likely beat. Now, moving in to what's happening to tech names. I got blew up on my Twitter at the beginning of the week. People were like, oh my goodness, technology is dropping. These stay-at-home names are dropping. What's going on with CrowdStrike? What's going on with Peloton? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? Well, it all comes down to this rotation. People are rotating out of growth stocks, especially the ones like Zoom who are direct beneficiaries of COVID-19. And here's the thing. If the company... If the growth company was a direct beneficiary of COVID-19, which means basically the only reason they saw a huge growth was because of COVID-19, it's going to get hit the hardest because now we have a cure 
or a potential um, backstop to COVID-19. And that is why those companies sold off hard. So, you know, I really disagree with a lot of them that sold off. But at the end of the day, it gives you better deals to buy these great companies at cheaper prices. Now, I don't like them all. By no means do I like them all. <clears throat> like them all. But there are great names out there. For instance, and I'm going to hammer on it again today, take two. It is not a COVID-19 play, but it benefits from COVID-19. Did you get that? So in essence, it's not, it's, it's not a, the only reason they're growing is COVID-19. No, no, no. Take two. This is typically their worst quarter of the year. This is typically the slow period of the year, and they turned out excellent numbers. Take two is doing well because it's video games and video games have been growing um, year over year, COVID or not, in extreme levels. And I believe that's all part of this digital revolution that the world in the United States specifically is seeing. Now, there are other names that, on the other hand, are getting absolutely killed. So, you know, your Apple, your Amazon, your Microsoft, those are all still great long term. Those are all still great midterm. Those are probably going to go up throughout this COVID-19 disaster that we're going to see this winter. Um, They, they just are. But at the end of the day, names that I, I still want you to steer away from, you know, I take a look at Zoom. And a lot of people are piling into Zoom, but it's still, it's 405 bucks a share. And it's pulled back significantly, but I think it could have a little more downside if we get more vaccine news. So that's the thing. You have this risk with tech. Is every time we get a positive vaccine out from a new company, we are going to see tech names that directly benefited from COVID-19 like Zoom pull back. And that's when you buy. Now, we saw that pullback at the beginning of this week. And I did some buying. I hopped in. I hopped in on take two because it was down 18 points. And people think that thing is a direct beneficiary. It's not. You So you have to hunt for these tech names that aren't direct direct beneficiaries. For instance, CrowdStrike is not a direct beneficiary of take of COVID-19. They've done well throughout COVID-19, but they're not a direct beneficiary. And there's many more. A direct beneficiary, for example, besides Zoom, is Peloton. And I want to touch on Peloton just real quick. Um. I see a lot of people getting super bullish on Peloton and they expect Peloton, you know, to go to 200 and they're bringing out all these crazy price targets. Don't buy Peloton. And here's why it might be up right now, but, and I'll say it again. And many people have said it. Nope. It's not even up today. It's down. And for good reason, it's pulled back and I think it needs to pull back more. It looks like a solid support level. The target, if you're looking for a pullback in Peloton is around 90 bucks a share, but Here's my issue with Peloton is they are selling um, stationary bikes with an iPad strapped to it and their stock's going insane. And while they have been seeing big growth, it's been pretty much directly linked to COVID-19. And at the end of the day, they are going to lose some of that customer base going to gyms. Now, long term, I believe they can continue to see growth, but their growth is going to slow and Wall Street is not going to like that once COVID-19 is done. Therefore, Peloton is a direct beneficiary of COVID-19. They saw an extreme amount of growth because of COVID-19. And that is my firm belief. Now, moving into my top picks right now, what am I watching right now here at the end of the day? Well, midday, technically this podcast is earlier than most. Um, I am watching, well, my holdings, my, my own holdings, which are Persian Square, Tontine Holdings, uh, Bill Ackman Spec, UPS, United Parcel Service, Take Two, Palantir, um, other names I'm watching, Apple, Boeing, NVIDIA, Amazon, those are all my holdings. So, of course, I'm watching them. But other names I'm watching come 
come in here. So I really like Marvel Technologies. It's up a dollar eighty today. You know, that's a little high. If it pulls back tomorrow, I think you can pick some up. General Electric, I really like. TJX is on my watch list. It's down. Bristol Myers, it's been on a move because of a bunch of approvals. If that pulls back a little more, I like Bristol Myers. Verizon, an excellent name. It's a 5G play. They have an excellent 5G um, interface system across the nation. And that's 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 a net positive, especially for um, this 5G revolution that Apple and other companies are pushing. Starbucks, that's on my watch list. It's up today, a dollar fifty. It's ninety five bucks a share. That stock needs to pull back, but if it pulls back to say ninety, I think it's a solid. Uh, you could buy some there. Abbevy, I really like Abbevy. It's at ninety eight. Man, has that thing come off a of bottom? It dropped all the way down to eighty. 80 at the beginning of this month and it has just soared man after their earnings excellent pickup there we were recommending that at 80 um uh, some not much i'll tell you that i didn't have much hope for abby and holy smokes 98 that was a buy um taking a look at some other names abbott i'm not sure on but it is on my watch list disney's on my watch list down three you could probably nibble at that today um but a little more pullback would be nice Take two, obviously, I just noted that on my watch list. McCormick and Company, that's a direct COVID beneficiary, so it's up today, um, but it is on my watch list. Microsoft on my watch list, Goldman Sachs on my watch list, MasterCard, Costco, Tesla, Google. Um, Google is actually, I believe, one of the best buys out of all the FANG stocks. In my personal opinion, um, you know, it's trading actually quite cheaper than a lot of the other tech names, and their most recent quarter was excellent, as we noted. So those are some names on my watch list. I have tons of watch list. Um, I have tons of names on my watch list, but some direct stay at home gamers. If you're still wanting to get in on that, I come back to my direct stay at home list, which is blowing up today. Chegg, stamps.com, ring central, CrowdStrike, Teladoc, ServiceNow, Facebook, Twitter, all going to the moon today. ServiceNow, I believe is one of my favorites. Um, it's not a direct COVID-19 play, but it's pretty close. They've seen an extreme amount of growth due to COVID-19. But I really like service now. I really like Teladoc. It's up eight today. My goodness, it's at 180 bucks a share. I think you can buy Teladoc here. That is an absolutely ridiculous price. Um, I did sell Teladoc. I did. Um, I simply just don't like the fact that I think it's going to take much longer than what I thought for this name to go nutso. Um, meaning just skyrocket. I think it's going to take longer for them for the stock to see the growth. The company is seeing a lot of internal growth, you know, revenue growth. Um, I would like they do need to fix that earnings per share though. They have just been consistently missing on that and they need to fix it. But in any manner, also Facebook. Facebook's an excellent name, not a direct COVID name. I think you can pick some Facebook up if it pulls back, say, five points to 270. Anyway, um, today has been a great day in the market. This was another progressive episode of the Running With The Money podcast. My name is Luke Janae. I thank you all for tuning in and listening. I will see you Friday. So in the meantime, eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you Friday.